On behalf of the Lifehug team, thank you for watching this video. And for more clips and beneficial content, please subscribe to the Lifehug channel, your number one source for personal Islamic development. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulullah, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to a special edition of the Lifehug podcast, where we are live from Camp Sunnah, the seminal leading leadership camp in North America. Alhamdulillah, we are joined today with two special guests who are longtime members of Camp Sunnah and have been a part of many projects uh, that many of the brothers and sisters have been a, a part of across uh, actually all of Canada, but especially uh, for us here in Western Canada. And so to my right, I have with us uh, Imam uh, Abdullah. Uh, and to my uh, left, I have with us Sheikh Murad. Welcome to both of you to the Lifehawk podcast. So here we have a combined 350 years of Dawah experience. <laughs> no, it, it seems like we are we take really good care of our skin. Uh, so no, alhamdulillah, there's uh, I know the Imam. Uh, he's been involved for the, uh, for Dawah for more than half his life. Uh, and I know as well, uh, you know, for Sheikh Murad and you know for myself as well. So you are looking at a significant amount of. Uh, time each and every one of us has dedicated towards the da'wah and so I would like to actually first start off the conversation because this is not really an interview I would say this is like an active engaging conversation and uh, I hope it just doesn't turn into an interrogation just a conversation friendly uh, conversation with um, each other and uh, we have some brothers too from Camp Sunnah that we can take some questions from afterwards but I just so actually wanted to break the ice and start off with something that you know could just spark a lot of different conversation and topics but I wanted to um, get your experience on either the most weirdest or funniest Dawah experience that you've had so um, maybe I'll start with you, uh, Sheikh Abdurrahman. Yeah, Sheikh, I was afraid you're going to ask me for some. You just asking that question. I have to kind of think about this. So yeah, they, okay. I'll let me start with Let me Sheikh start with Abdullah. 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 Yeah. I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah, then you have to think about <laughs> this. How about you go and then we'll go up to you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I agree so, on that one. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right, sure. No problem. <laughs> uh, you know what? Like, uh, I would say that there has been so many different um, interesting and cool Dao experiences and some of them actually also border on the weird on, on the realm of like kind of weird and funny so I remember we used to have a Dao booth at the university and there would be for years while I was going to university I used to see this guy come for years at the Dao booth and he was you know a hardcore Christian missionary so he was really promoting Christianity on campus uh, big Bible thumper and he would always go there just to kind of like waste and suck all of our time. So, you know, he was like a time vampire. He just wanted to go there and just engage us mm -hmm. in like strange conversation. He really didn't like care what the answer was because we've already answered his questions. So then I remember he would come and we actually had a profile on him. We had a profile. Okay, if you see this guy, it's like, you know, it's like you don't accept checks from this person and mm. they, have the, <laughs> they would put uh, pictures of people up or if you see this person, you know, call 911. So similarly with this guy, you know, he would always come and, um, you know, try to like, you know, use roundabout ways to waste our time or to um, pretend to be like innocent and asking the question. But he asked the same question over and over, just trying to stump uh, somebody at there at the Dow booth. So I remember one of the interactions I had with him, he said to me, you know what, um, 
you know, my, my personal story I'm going to share with you. It's a very powerful story. And maybe, you know, this will bring you to Jesus Christ. And I was once driving to California and um, I was uh, high on crystal meth. Mm. And, you know, I looked up into the sky and in the clouds, I saw Jesus and the Mother Mary. <laughs> and it was a sign to me that, uh, you know, Jesus was wanting to save me. Right. So this was my salvation. Right. So I so then I said to him, wait a minute, wait a minute. You came to Christianity on a bad trip, like a bad high, like getting high and then seeing some shapes in the clouds. I'm like, man, we can go out there right now and I can see like a giraffe flying, you know, a helicopter like, you know, I can make different, you know, and especially if I'm high, they can turn into all different shapes. But how is that like an evidence for the truth? Right. Because for him a big thing was miracles like you know i was this was a miraculous experience where jesus called out to me and that's you know how i was saved right and then um he said well you know what i have another evidence for you i'm like okay what's your other evidence he said well you know one of the christian missionaries he said he went to africa and uh, you know he was on a mission there to help poor people in africa and uh there was a muslim man and he was like under like so such bad fever and we thought he was possessed as so he was like going crazy and so then uh just to show respect to the muslim religion uh, we said oh demon get out of there in the name of muhammad you know and of course we say sallallahu he didn't say that but he's like get out of the name and then and then the demon didn't come out and then he said get out of there in the name of jesus and then and then the demon came out and then that muslim he became a christian right and i'm like okay first of all if that was a jinn okay he just tricked you bro because the jinns are trying to mislead you and we don't believe in muhammad وسلم, as being a god we don't ask to call out to muhammad when we are in need وسلم. we call out to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so number one, uh, do your homework, right? Number two is that <laughs> the jinn just tricked you. How do you know? Because you know the jinns, they try to deceive you. And it's a very good thing that you came to this booth so I can clarify things for you and so that now you know what the truth is and that, that this jinn was trying to deceive you and try to con you and try to mislead you and make you a Christian when you should be a Muslim. I'm here now to take your shahada. Tell, come with me, brother. Stay with me together. <laughs> right? And so then he got like... <laughs> <laughs> because he he would come he would constantly come to, oh, at oh, me oh. with uh you know these different stories like you know uh that a miracle or or whatever and he'd always come to our events and he actually even won a prize like we used to give out prizes at our events and he won a prize one year oh, at the oh, event oh. right and then i would see him i'm like here you won an ipod back in the day when ipods were like a bit new and they were like a big new thing right mm. so then, you won an ipod man and you still haven't become muslim yet and, like, <laughs> like, and you keep coming to our events right and so i would recognize him right away but it was to me it was like a, a funny humorous experience that i had uh you know in the dawah and um uh, you know, there's there, there's a lot. There's a lot, you know, in the course, especially when you're engaging with people and even within our own community, right? Like mm -hmm. if we look at, um, you know, the version of Dawah, like Islah within our own community, you know, people come with like humorous, uh, you know, sometimes uh, problems and approaches. And um, and I think you got to learn to laugh at it. Like you can't take everything so serious. 
and you got to sometimes find the humor and a lot of times you can disarm like you know i think we've all de dealt with like the angry the angry uncle right uh situation and sometimes it's like you just disarm them with humor you know like you don't have to like confront or to try to prove to them um you know why you know what they're saying is wrong or anything like that but sometimes just humor helps a lot or you just learn to laugh at certain situations so uh anything come to mind Sheikh uh, i have a few things but then subhanallah yeah. Nothing as funny as what you've mentioned, Shaykh, yeah. but subhanAllah, <laughs> yeah. what does come to mind is, you know, uh, it was a while back, years yeah. back, where I was working, you know, da'wah online with yeah. a few of the dedicated brothers from different parts of the world. We, our goal was to kind of clarify fundamentals of Islam. So mm -hmm. we would get one, this one guy that, comes free, that would come frequently, like kind of what you've mentioned, but this is of course online, where they would come randomly and speak and then the same questions would be repeated over and over and over again. So subhanAllah, it just came to a point where myself and other brothers kind of said, okay, you know what? You've been repeating this thing over and over again. You have, you, it seems that you have doubts in your own faith and you want someone to prove to you mm. that you know, something that you're holding to is it's true. So we told them, come, yeah. began teaching about the Islam, subhanAllah, the mm. fundamentals, the basics. And uh, wallahi, within of course, and this is, it's odd because someone that was so you know, aggressive in their you know, approach against Islam, just over the course of less than a month, it kind of just whittled out and then the person, he's somewhat receptive, we gave him a phone call, he took the shahada with us, learned how to perform it, because what we, what we did there was, you take shahada on, over the phone, mm. we then are with you for roughly a month and we connect you with the masjid in your area. Mm. So subhanAllah, the, for me the odd thing was the transition from what the person was on and how he was towards Islam, basically to the point of, you know, having does not doesn't want nothing to do with Islam at all. But then suddenly, that another massive shift to what the person became, having become Muslim, Subhanallah, joined the Masjid in his area. Oh wow! It's just stunning, Subhanallah. Just Allah. goes one, from one oh, yeah. end of the spectrum. It to is the other. Yeah, like you know the, what I learned from that overall. No matter how odd a situation that you experience, yeah. don't look at someone and think you know what. And there's no there's no chance that a person will become Muslim because yeah. you never know. Yeah. You don't know what's in their heart. There could be just he needs a little. Push and that's it. And he has yeah. into Islam. Subhanallah. Allah Akbar. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Those like these. It's not the one case, but there are quite a few like this. But in this one case that stands out for me, this was years back, of course. And the brother mm. still, he's consistent in Islam. Alhamdulillah. Allah Yeah. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. So there's one uh, one instance. I mean, sometimes it's hard to remember some of them, but yeah. just one that's more kind of recent. Not it's yeah. it's not very recent, but mm. uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, some of the some of the imams of Toronto. We went to England. Mm. Uh, we went to England with uh, um, Hamza Tortoise and Ayara and so yeah. on, right? So we went there. It was like a, it was it was a dawa dawa mm. training and so on. Mm. Uh, so it culminated into like street dawa. Oh, nice. Oh, sure. Yeah. So we went to. I can't remember what that. There's a square, the Leicester Square, okay. right? Leicester Square. So it's a yeah. big, it's a, it's a big, busy place, right? They pronounce Tour it Leicester. Leicester Square. Yeah, Leicester. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so we were, we were there. We just kind of went and and we started giving dawah, and so Subhanallah, uh, you know, one of the one of the mashayikh, um, and there's so many stories from just that that yeah. that interaction. But one of the yeah. mashayikh, um, you'd never guess. Like Subhanallah, someone comes and. Someone comes to him, yeah. right? Wants to talk to him. They see what we're doing, and uh, this young man 
he came to him and he was dressed as a cloud. He was just coming back from some kind of uh, event or something. Um, so he was like a like a like an actual clown. He was a clown. He was a like, professional clown. He had clown. the wig okay. on. He had everything so, on. Like yeah. he, he was subhanallah. But then, but but he just but subhan again. Like yeah. what we're saying. Like you. Yeah. I mean, he's literally a clown. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's yeah. literally a clown, and yeah. he's coming. You know, and it's easy to kind of just okay. This person is coming. Yeah. Wants some attention or whatever. Right. Uh, but mashallah, like the the um, sheikh, he gave he spent time with him. Spent time. Yeah. He spent like twenty minutes, twenty five mm. minutes, and he accepted Islam. Allah, wow. Allah. He accepted Islam. Subhanallah. So and so and 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 it came out that you know what he was taking on this job because he had nothing else. Mm. So this is a broken man mm. who's Allah. looking for. You know, he's looking for something. He's yeah. missing something, and so, yeah. so what we find is, is you know, it's it, and this is the, the one of the things that we can't judge a person. Yeah. We never know. I yeah. mean, you know, Allah, Allah tells us that in the man Hidayah is in the hands of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. We have to. It's our job to kind of to spread and yes. not not make judgments before we even try. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Subhanallah. And sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes you know there's uh, there's another. Um, this isn't something that we that that we experience, but something that they spoke to us about, right? Um, where there was a brother um, who completely tatted up, mm. lots of piercings, big kind of strong guy, mm. someone that a lot of times you might not even kind of uh, approach. So they show us this picture of this brother, right? And they just, you know, what do you think is, what do you think about this person? And people say, oh, this guy's like, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then they show a before, and then they show an after picture. And he's wearing a kufi. Oh, everything's gone. Like, he looked like you can see nur on his face. Complete change. Like, we can, just because someone looks a certain way, or someone even is doing a certain thing, right? Always uh, seeing the potential, right? And, and doing that, so. Yeah, no, mashallah, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you that uh, no matter what the situation is, you know, to make those prejudgments about a person, you don't know what's in their heart and mm. you can lose a lot of khair, you know, by making those yeah. preconceived, by falling into those preconceived notions. I remember once I was walking with a friend and this was like um, in, uh, in downtown in, in one of the cities uh, and um, there was a person who was asking for like you know money just like a homeless person asking for for money but he didn't look like you know a, a homeless person who was like really downtrodden like he looked like maybe he was newly homeless or something mm. like uh because he looked fairly okay you, mm. you know what i mean like he didn't look like you know some people that they're just out of it like they're really dirty or they've been living yeah. on the streets for a long period of time so i said to him because my philosophy is usually i'll ask them why they want this money and then usually it's for food, so then I will actually go and buy them yeah. food. So I said, oh, why do you want the money? He's like, man, I'm really thirsty. I said, well, let me go buy you, you know, something to drink. And then he said, oh, okay, can I have a pop? I'm like, okay, I'll go, I'll go uh, buy you a pop, right? So I went into the convenience store that was nearby, bought him a pop, came out, and then he opens up, he starts drinking the pop, and I just started engaging with him in conversation, right? And my buddy's getting a little bit impatient because he wants to get going. He's like, oh, why are you spending time talking, you know, to mm -hmm. this person? 
And so I started talking to him and I discovered that, you know, he does a lot of labor work. There wasn't a lot of, you know, he was out of work for a while. And so, mm. you know, he, he was having a hard time paying his bills or whatever. Mm. And, you know, like obviously a lot of people who get in this situation, they have, you know, bad habits or they have certain things that they're working on. Right. So subhanAllah, like this is again, some like khair out of nowhere. Yeah. Like I still remember this to this day that by the end of him drinking his pop we were just talking and drinking the pop by the end of the time he drank his bottle of pop he had accepted islam you know and i was giving him the name and contact of the imam i said okay you know what i want you to if you believe so you've believed in this you believe in Rasulullah. this is what this means i'm going to give you the name of like the imam because at that time like i had the imams like direct uh, phone number so i gave him the direct phone number i said this is where the masjid is and I gave him the contact information. It's like, man, if I lived in the city, I'd follow up with you. But I don't live in the city. So, you know, I used to live in the city. So I'm going to give you the, the, the that contact information. But, you know, subhanAllah, it's like you wouldn't imagine, like, where the hidayah will come from. You know, like, it's just mind-boggling. You know, you know what I mean? Like, you would uh, write somebody off. Uh, another brother I know who accepted Islam. He contacts me, he's like, I want to talk about, you know, because my name is like online for people who want to ask questions for about Islam. He comes and uh, he, he, like, he, we set a meeting together. We set up a meeting together. So check this out. This is amazing. He comes from like a hick town in southern Alberta. Mm. Zero Muslims. Mm. Zero Muslims. Mm. There's a world religions class um, that one of his high school teachers taught. And a subsection in there, like not even like, not even one whole class, just a subsection in there was about Islam. And so this is a non-Muslim teacher. So he talks about, okay, well, this is the basics about Islam. From hearing for that, he got interested in Islam. When I met him, he gave his shahada in five minutes. Allah. I had to slow him down. He's like, okay, I'm ready to go. I'm like, you know, let me explain to you, okay. So just to make sure, because he came from a Christian background, and I wanted to make sure yes. that we talk about Isa alayhi salam and that he's not uh, God and, and things like that. So this is, the, this is, you know how usually you're trying to get to the, you know, the Shahada, get them to accept it. I was like slowing this guy down. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, let's, let's slow down and let's go over a few important basic things. You know what I mean? But where, like he got guided by a non-Muslim and, and like not even, the person's not even trying to bring him to Islam. You know what I find amazing, subhanAllah, yeah. is is people's path to Islam. Oh, right? Yeah. It's amazing. People's path to Islam. And and what I find so beautiful is sometimes sometimes, yeah, it's 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 something that will really kind of inspire you yeah, and yeah. it'll it's a crazy story or mm -hmm. you know. Sometimes it's just, you know, like you ask, like what, as we all do, you always yeah. ask the person, okay, what brought you? Yeah. So you so you know where they are, right? Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's just, you know, I, I just read this and, and, and it, it touched me. Or it, it sometimes it seems super simplistic, the yeah. reason. But Hidayah, SubhanAllah, Hidayah. Yeah. And you know, so, and, and one of the things is, uh, I think sometimes one of, the, one of the things that we fall into is we even um, belittle the reason someone came to Islam, yeah. right? We yeah. think, oh yeah, you know, and subhanAllah, you think about, um, think about Ansar, right? Mm. 
the Ansar mm. or the Ansar, subhanAllah. They're, mm. they, they, they're the ones that set up Medina for, for the Muslims. If it wasn't for, of course, Allah subhanahu wa used them and it was a plan of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But when, when, when they were asked, when, when they heard the message of our Prophet, what did they say? Oh, this is this is the, the this is the message. This is the prophet that the Jews are talking about. We got to beat him, right? If you think about that, that it seems like a very kind of simple reason, right? Mm. But Allah Subhanahu wa Taala took so much work from them. Yes, right. Or like how Hamza, radiallahu anhu, came yeah. to you know Islam, like yeah. you know standing up for his nephew, yeah. like yeah. You, you know what I mean? It's uh, it's interesting how 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 uh, you know people so um, are guided the the paths of hidayah. You cannot like True. you. You couldn't predict it. You you couldn't have had them at how some of these people they come to Islam. Like even yeah. in history, you know, we look at the Mongols. Like yeah. you would yeah. have thought the people who massacred one of the biggest people Allah to Allah massacre Allah. the Muslims, how they how they come to Islam, or in America, the fastest going religion, the the <laughs> the country that's occupied so many and you know Muslim countries and caused so much havoc. There's so many people coming into Islam. Yeah. In that same, that same country, you, you know, like to me, it's amazing that uh, the the guard of Muhammadu uh, Muhammadu Salahi, like imagine this, uh, the guard of Muhammadu Salahi, uh, Steve Wood, he is his guard in Guantanamo Bay, yes. absolute power over him, right? Absolute power over him. And he accepts Islam. Isn't that isn't that like just you know? To me, that's like an evidence, a hujjah of like how powerful Islam is. That and shows you the uh, the validity, the authenticity, and the light of Islam. That you know, you could make the argument that uh, if, for example, if Islam was like the dominant empire, the Islamic empire was the dominant empire. And you still have the Khilafah and you know people can make the argument like oh people are being Muslim because these are the guys who are in control mm. and you know people are coming into Islam because they control pop culture and they control you know the m largest military so this is why people are coming into Islam you mm. can make that argument right mm. yeah. but now in a state where you're absolutely powerless materially speaking a person on the validity of that truth on the authenticity of the truth and seeing it, witnessing it on the character of him. Because I, I remember his, like they had this uh, on The Guardian, I think it was, the, uh, uh, they did an interview. And he, Steve Wood's like, the first thing uh, he did was he greeted him. Like he's his guard and he's greeting him like nicely as if he's coming to his house, mm. you know, for dinner. But he's actually coming to his jail cell to be his new jailer. He's like, oh, hey, how are you? Like, you know, it's such a nice mm. to meet you. And so he greeted him so nicely and he said ever since then like I just became his friend there. And then afterwards he went back, he ended up accepting Islam and he went when he was released from prison he went and visited him and, and whatnot. This is but, the brother from Mauritania, right? Yes, from Mor yes, yeah, from Mauritania. They did a yeah, the movie about the, the Mauritanian. Yeah. So his guard accepted Islam. You know, I was, so I watched a part of that documentary. Yeah. And so so like what what's what's beautiful to me is is that this this brother mashallah you know he must have had an impact on the on the guard yeah. but but he wasn't perfect himself yeah, right yeah. like yeah. if you if, from what i watched he wasn't yeah. perfect himself yeah. 
So it was Islam that 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 came to him, yes. right? Yes, there was a Muslim that was that was uh, you know instrumental, but it was Islam. Subhanallah, yeah. Subhanallah. Yeah. Subhanallah. So, this kind of brings to mind uh, one of my friends in the Dawah. He told me that uh, you know, the, the, like back you know in the Middle East, they have Dawah offices, centers that kind of propagate you know the message of Islam. Subhanallah. And it just so happened that uh, an individual came, and they have shifts, of course. So they they close like say eight o'clock in the evening, nine o'clock in the evening. That's when they close. This individual came a few minutes before they close in. Mm. And then the brother saying, we're closing up, come back tomorrow. This guy, subhanAllah, had already done the research, at least found out, out about Islam. He was really interested. He said, if you can guarantee that I'll live tomorrow, I'll come back tomorrow. Otherwise, right now, mm. I'll not waiting a moment. Mm. SubhanAllah. So the brother said, no, it, it, it hit me so hard. Mm. So he says, okay, uh, we'll get a translator. He said, listen, anything that's under Islam, I accept it. <laughs> Don't have to wow, get interpreted or nothing. Because, you know, the brother doesn't speak English that well. His brother speaks English. And he thought, okay, I, he needs to know about the, fun, the, the meaning. He said, listen, anything under Islam, I accept. So he said, okay, say, ashadu, ashadu, an la. And I said, then he said, after you took the shahada, come back tomorrow. He said, okay, I'll come back tomorrow, inshallah, for, you know, being educated about the fundamentals. SubhanAllah. It's, it stayed with me a bit. You know, like Dr. Said, you mentioned, you don't know, like, the, what has brought them. There's a, a lot that... As, as a da'iyah, you deal with a person and you don't know what his backstory is. Mm. And when you look into it and you ask further, you kind of, you're, you're stunned. Like, they went mm. through so much. Mm. And Allahu Akbar. Now that at this point, it's really phenomenal that that transition in their life from where they were, mm. the steps. And he could have started with something so insignificant. Like, I have a friend who told me his story to Islam, subhanAllah. It's likewise, I only knew him after he'd already become Muslim. Mm. I, didn't, I didn't know his background story, all that he went through. Uh, so the brother told me that, you know, it all started, he was in a Christian club. Mm. It all started when one, uh, you know, Muslim brother, younger guy, he had passed by their club. He, wanted, he was looking for a place to pray. Allahu A'lam, why he came to this club, why he wanted to perform salah inside. And he had with him the translation of the Quran. So he said, uh, they said, okay, you give them space. The head of the club said, give them space, we can give some da'wah to this guy. We can yeah. make him, you know, <laughs> Christian. So the guy just went, prayed Salah, left his Qur'an and left. Left the Mus'haf there and left, the translation. This brother just picked up the Mus'haf, peered through it and, and put it back. That was the point that changed his life, step by step. He just kind of kept on growing on until he became Muslim. Until now, mashallah, vibrant Muslim, subhanAllah. It's a back story we don't really know, but then it's just amazing that, that, that journey that they go through. We, being born in Islam, don't realize what they've been through and how the struggles that they've had. So. We take it for granted, whereas they take this as truly some ni'mah that, that, that they want to hold on to firmly. Subhanallah, Allahu Akbar, SubhanAllah. You know, just, just thinking again, for, with, with regards to uh, situations that we may kind of think of, we may belittle, right? Yeah. So sometimes a person is brought to Islam because of someone that they want to get married to. Yeah, right? that's true. And, and again, we, we sometimes look down on that, right? Mm. Hey, the, the beginning is not a good beginning, right? Mm. But... But then what happens? So when those kind of when, when a couple comes like that and they come to the masjid, I, I always tell them that you know I can't help you until you, you like you ask the questions and it becomes very clear. Okay, this person is just for the marriage, right? Mm. So then it's like okay, I can't help you until I know that you want to become Muslim, not because of him or her, 
Yeah. Because you want it. Because otherwise, you're 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 both gonna you're causing harm to each other, mm-hmm. right? You're you're basing your eternity on something that's that's temporary, possibly, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and Subhanallah, like I've seen so many different uh, so many different situations where the person who accepted accepted Islam brought the brought the born Muslim closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah. right and they become very strong right so subhanallah yeah. uh, ne- we, we should never belittle the reasons yeah. Yeah. yeah no that's true like uh, I, I remember one of the programs we did in the university we had a a fundraiser mm-hmm. and uh, it was at the culmination of end of an Islamic awareness week so it was an event to help raise funds to pay for all the expenses for Islam awareness week and um, there was a during that week, there was a Muslim who brought his girlfriend to the booth or whatever, and uh, he later during the course of the week, he you know she came to all the lectures, everything. It's like you know what, we're gonna make a big change. We're um, we're gonna get uh, married, so there's no more boyfriend girlfriend, and she's gonna accept Islam. Allah, and so what we did is we turned the fundraiser into like uh, a nikah and walima. Allah. So it was like it was the most unique fundraiser in the world because the first part was like this fundraiser and you know like uh, raising my hair for the dawah we got to support the dawah all this stuff you know donate for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then it's like okay you ready to give your shahada the sister gives her shahada they do the nikah and then and and all this time her family is there too it's like all these like you know white people, non-Muslim, and then they're witnessing everything, right? So then now, and then, so then now they get, they, they, they do the nikah, they get, um, they get married, yeah. and it's like, you know, Allahu Akbar, takbir, Allahu Akbar, right? And then, so then we're all, you know, together, so now we're having the meal, yeah. and we're almost like celebrating this, um, yeah. you know, walima, and, and because it's like um, an Islamic event, of course, there's segregation. So even though there's like, this, you know, these non-Muslims and everything there, we maintain that akhlaq and that uh, adab, you know, um, between the genders. And then, what's amazing is like, at the end, someone's like, oh, we have one more person who wants to give their shahada. And swana, some another person came up Allah on the stage to give their shahada. And I don't know where this person came from. Like, yeah, it's like I never met this. It's like they want to come and, and, and give their shahada. So that like night was like filled with barakah, but it was like we didn't prejudge it. Okay, you, you want to do something right? Why would we judge you and say, hey, well, you're just wanting to get married for this and we don't want to be part of the scan. Like, we just thought, hey, like we're already having an event. We rented the hall, you know, let's, let's help facilitate this. You want to do something good? And you want to accept Islam? Let's do it. Let's let's work together and do that, right? And and I think we 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 um, sometimes don't extract like there's all this resources and and barakah and like because of uh, our ignorance, we don't extract a lot of those uh, you know benefits. And we I think we face those challenges right within our our community as well. Like you know sometimes they'll. You know, the youth are trying to come up, get involved, and then you'll have people who are overly critical and put them down. And you know, you know, what are, what are some of your experiences, Sheikh, with with seeing that? Allah, Sheikh, look, there. Are exactly what you've mentioned right now, and I'm just thinking back to a story that just came to my mind about, you know, uh, you know, people becoming judgmental to an extent with people who accept Islam, mm. and you know, uh, I think. Overall, because this is part of the 
you know, uh, when we look at people who enter into Islam, some might be thinking, you know what, um, what is the purpose and intent? There must be something behind it. Mm. And then on account of what they get or they gather from why someone had become Muslim, they begin to then judge, you know, that person. Oh, it's not true. It's not real. This kind of distances the person altogether and alienates that, you know, maybe that individual, his family even. And they would look at Islam and Muslims being, you know, in a somewhat of a negative light. But I've seen that myself quite often, subhanAllah, it's sad. Mm. But, you know, overall, when you do have these new Muslims that come into Islam, uh, what I have seen in general from our masjid and the masjid that I've been with, there's usually a very warm and welcoming feeling to them. And they mm. become part of our community, alhamdulillah, actively involved, Allahumma lak alhamd. And we see them like, you know, they, 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 they progress in such a beautiful way in the front row in the masjid. And what, what are your thoughts, Sheikh, about this whole, like, um, new thing that started with a certain masjid where they give you a certificate that you're a Muslim now? What do you think about that? I, I always yeah. found that a little bit weird. Oh, you're Muslim now. Here's a here's a certificate I, that I, proves yeah. you're like you know. I, I don't I don't like that at all. Sure. Yeah. The only time that we like we would give a certificate, not a yeah. certificate, is just a, a recognition that you are Muslim. Is when it would be required, for example, when they want to make umrah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's different. That, yeah, that's yeah. only time that we yeah. give it. Otherwise, you know, people are surprised. Like, do we have to have a certificate? Yeah. But keep in mind, there are certain countries where, like for Singapore, that's yeah. one country where you had a family come in. And they want to become, the sister want to become Muslim here in Canada, not back in Singapore. Because there, from what I gathered from what she said, that uh, they're required to go through a course. You have to pass that course. You yeah. get a certificate. At that point, you, you can get married and whatnot. And yeah. So it's a lengthy process. Here, we don't have that. So they'd yeah. rather become Muslim here. They don't need a certificate. Yeah. So but that, I don't yeah, like it. Yeah, yeah, like I don't the, like it at all. I, I, it I, always, did you, have you seen that? This I whole certificate thing? What we do is we, I write a letter. Okay. I read a letter that on such and such a day, so and so has yeah. accepted. So oh, as a record, you as keep a it record. With you. And, no, yeah. and and I give it to them okay. with the understanding that okay, this is this you're gonna use for your umrah. Yes, yes. that's yeah. a thing. If yeah. you want to go as a couple, yeah, right, or not even as a couple, you just want to go in. Yeah. You have a you have a non-Muslim you have a yeah. non-Muslim name, right? Yeah. Um, then it'll make things easy. Yeah. That's it. Like at least give them a plaque. That's what I like a certificate. You can you can go on Microsoft Paint and make a certificate and print it out on like you know draft paper. At least at least engrave something. You know, put a little bit of effort. You know, paper letter. You know, shell out. You know, the cheap. The motion is really cheap. You know, it's like they shorten it. Congrats, you Muslim now. Right. So and then just an initials to give person initials. So, um, yeah, no, there's. Um, I remember uh, there's uh, there's a masjid I went to, and uh, after Jum'ah they used to have like, you know, some food set up, and so you try to get some food to help support the masjid, and then there was like. Um, this uh, man who had come in and there's a whole bunch of like masjid administration around him right so some like tall white guy and he's like being courted by all these like people and then um i asked one of the uh, masjid administration i'm like oh who's who is this oh he's where he's coming and he wants to know about islam and stuff like that so we're we're giving him a tour of the masjid i'm like oh are you telling him about islam like anything about islam he's like no we no, we don't do that. We just give them a tour of the masjid. We never ask anybody to become Muslim. I'm like, huh? What? This is 
this this is a masjid, right? It's like a not a museum, right? Like this is not a museum, right? Like, and I was like t- kind of taken aback. Like he was he was almost saying it like as of like a badge of honor that yuck, no how. Why would we ever do this? Like, you know, like, why would I ever cheat on my taxes? And why would I ever tell somebody to become Muslim? And you know what I mean? Like, so it was almost like, um, you know, something that um, they were ashamed of, like to to tell people about Islam and invite them to Islam. You know, you know so, subhanAllah. So there's, so I'm kind of, I'm going to go way off right now because yeah. you were talking about food yeah. and like a non-Muslim coming to the masjid yeah. and so on. So there's, uh, we're talking about funny stories, right? Yeah. So one of the mashayikh, he was telling me uh, that they're not, I don't know whether the brothers were new Muslim brothers or whether yeah. they were just, uh, you know, African-American brothers, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Muslim brothers. So so what happened is they came, they went to the they went to the masjid. There was like a program. So the masjid, Desi masjid, right? Yeah. Um, so they go for the masjid. They go have the program. After the program, you know, the, the, the brothers that are, with the with the mashaykh, they're gonna have like a, a food at someone's house, right? Mm. So they say, you know what, mashallah, we have two two African American, but let them come with us, right? Mm. So so they went to the house, right? Yeah. They have like whatever food they have, it's spicy, mm. right? So they try a little, they can't eat it, right? Mm. They can't eat it, they can't eat it, they can't <laughs> yeah. eat it. So they're they're telling each other, you know what, just just wait, wait for the fruits to come out, for the yeah. dessert to come out, right? Yeah. Um, so the fruits come out, and yeah. <laughs> you know how we have we have chaat yeah, 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 it's like spicy. It's like a spice yeah. seasoning. Yeah, like yeah, a seasoning. On, on the fruit. So what happens yeah. is they bring the oranges out, and they have like the stuff on yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> you guys taste it. They, yeah. Man, even the fruit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's yeah. that's also our food is sometimes a challenge too, right? So yeah, you know, like there's these things within culture, right? Yeah, like yeah, you know, yeah, different yeah, people's, so and that's I think part of the beauty of Islam. You have you know, different cultures and different experiences, oh, different foods and, and things like that, you know. So um, I, I remember as well, like we had a uh, an event in a masjid and it was in a masjid that was like mostly Arab. Mm. But like the event was catered by like this Bangladeshi like restaurant, okay. <laughs> and they had made like, even for me, like that was spicy food. Like I was like, I took a little bit of it. I'm like... This is, and then I say, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, and then I started thinking because you know I, I care about my Muslim brothers. I started looking at them. I said, I wonder how the Arab brothers are doing, right? So then I, I looked over, and literally, Sheikh, they're sweating. Yeah. The brothers sweating, and some of them gave up. Allah. But I have to like commend the like steadfastness of some of the brothers. The, some of the brothers like, if this food is I, you know, free, I'm gonna eat the whole plate, right? <laughs> And he was, he was literally sweating. I felt so bad uh, for him, right? So, um, but yeah, it's, it, these are some of the nuances that we have in our culture. Similarly, you know, some of the uh, Desi brothers, when they have, it's like, ah, this, there's no taste. I'm not tasting anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, but it's, I think that's the, that's the beauty. beauty. Yeah, that's the beauty oh. of, the, uh, of, of, of Islam. Like, there's so many different cultures and so many different... Um, you know people's experiences and, and things like that. Sure, in light yeah. of what you mentioned right now, what we what we do up in Fort Mac is, um, mm. well, in the past before COVID, yeah. we'd have the open 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 masjid, mm. so open house at the masjid. So people would come in. We yeah. invite everyone there. It's yeah. a, a, a strict dawah event. So yeah. uh, we've even had people that have spoken to me and the other imams about what steps should be taken to become Muslim. Right. Yeah. So it's like a, an event where we talk about the fundamentals of Islam, and then of course. 
what brings people in is the food. So mm -hmm. it's, mashallah, a full platter. Every, like we have, mashallah, I wouldn't be exaggerating if I say like over 30, 40 ethnicities in Fort McMurray. Mm -hmm. So and that's reflected in the food that you have before mashallah, you. The mashallah. spicy Pakistani food, sometimes I think Bengali food, Afghani food, the Arab food, it's all there. Mm -hmm. So people come and they test and try, and this kind of mm -hmm. draws them in, subhanAllah. Free food, at the same time, yes. they get a chance to interact with the community. You should be competitive. Well, now with COVID, <laughs> you know, but... It was like <laughs> 10, <laughs> 9. <laughs> no, but it was, it's amazing in the yeah. sense that they get a chance to interact with you. Yeah. And it's basically interaction through that food that you give. If the food is not there, yeah. they're not going to come. Yeah. But the food is there. Yeah. You tell them it's like a full buffet and whatnot. And they, they're yeah. drawn in. MashaAllah, yeah. Allah. Alhamdulillah. You know, it, it's, it's such a basic um, part of human nature, you know, to be drawn. Like yeah. when, that when you break bread together yes. and when you eat together, that there's just this love and you know brotherhood sisterhood that starts emanating yeah i remember i went um for um i think it was like maghrib or aisha salah it was maghrib i think yeah it was maghrib uh and masjid nabawi yeah. so masjid nabawi i would go there and it's before just before maghrib so i want to go a little bit earlier you know before salah and i see all this food being served inside the masjid and so i'm like um I, so that someone grabs me as soon as I come in somebody grabs no, me and puts mm -hmm. me sits me down I sit down and then he's like oh I eat this I'm like oh, I'm, I, I just eat I'm good no eat eat, eat. I'm like, okay I'll, I'll eat okay I'll eat right Mondays and Thursdays I think right you know yeah, yeah. and and then what, what, what was this Allah. it was a family that was feeding everyone in the masjid Allah. and why for no reason just to feed the it wasn't it wasn't like Ramadan it wasn't like a, a Eid it was just like uh, just a, just because it was like a, it just happened to be that that, that night and 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 not only that but the family that was donating was serving so it was all their sons and 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 nephews or whatever they were all serving and so you know sometimes we like look at you know some place oh we always look at the bad of places and you know the you know these are the bad things that happen in masajid these are the bad things that happen in our in some of our countries but you tell me like how that is not like so beautiful and that we can benefit from and we should actually acknowledge those good things you know i remember i, I remember when going into the masjid once there was a father with his son handing out for no one is assigning he doesn't work for the masjid they just decided to hand out the bags for the you know the shoes so they're ripping off and they're handing it to Allah people, Allah. ripping it off, handing it to people. Mm. You know, just to get like ajr, like just to get reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, that reminds me, speaking about the generosity and the, and the character of the people of Medina. Mm. Um, you know, we were, we were when we went uh, one of the years, it was, it was a while ago. Um, I think it was 2007. Mm. So we went and, and we, myself and, and one of the, one of the mashayikh, we went, we did, we went together. And so we were inside, we, w we went in a, uh, one of the taxis and there was this qari that the, that the taxi Allah. driver had on, right? <coughs> and it was just subhanAllah, sometimes you know, you have that quiet moment and you're just, you're touched by, by, <coughs> by the qari. Um, so, so my friend, the, the sheikh, he says, he says, mashallah, this is like a beautiful recital. Yeah. And he says, oh, you like it? Yeah, mashallah. Yeah. Oh, it was a cassette though. It was a cassette. Here's a cassette. Like, subhanAllah, like, you like it? Yeah. Here it is, man. And you know, with regard to the food in Medina, 
I think Chef, correct me if I'm wrong, it's Mondays and Thursdays yeah, they, they, they always the, have the yeah, food. Yeah, for the, uh, the breakfast. Yeah. So, but but what it is, is in Ramadan, if you go in Ramadan, mm. and and uh, so they'll catch you, as if as if you're giving them something. Yeah. Right? So the, the, fa- so the families have these different areas, and right? The, the and they'll wood. catch yeah. you, the doctor, they'll catch you. Yeah. And then the next day, if you go to another ma'ida, yeah. if you go to another dastakhar, if you yeah. go to another place to yeah. eat, yeah. they'll be they'll be yeah. they'll be angry yeah. with you. Like, yeah. we got you. Yeah. This yeah. is yours. Like, this yeah. is, why are you going somewhere else? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Subhanallah. Yeah. 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 It's beautiful. Amazing. Yeah. Subhanallah. Yeah, but but now that you mentioned the generosity, like the people of Medina are. Do you oh, find it? Yeah. People of Medina are different than Mecca. Oh, definitely, Chef? Chef. Yeah. there's no comparison. Yeah, yeah there's no, no comparison. comparison. <laughs> <laughs> you, okay, I have a funny story then for you. If you because you said that, I have to prove it with a, a personal experience, Dalil. Okay, um, I, I was in when I went to Mecca. Like uh, this is before, like you know, when all this. You know, war stuff is happening, and so I didn't want to bring American dollars. I was like, I don't want to like, you know, change my money to American dollars, and then you know, uh, you know, help support this currency that's doing all this stuff, right? Although American dollars is the easiest currency to deal with there, right? Yeah. Yeah. So then I got euros, but no one's taking euros. Yeah. <laughs> so I got like these euro tra- traveler checks, and uh, oh. and so I'm literally going from bank to bank across Mecca, right? Taking taxi, going to, and my friends with me. And they're being rude. No, we don't take this. Oh, get out of here. Find another bank. Like, they're being super rude. Everywhere I go, they, they're being super rude. Then I get to one bank. I'm literally waiting, like, in line. And then, um, you know, I, I go up to the guy. I said, go, go back, you know, back. I'm like, why, why do I go back? I'm like, I'm like, I'm supposed to be next in line. Then this other guy comes in front, and then he starts serving him. I'm like, oh, man, what the heck's happening? And so we're waiting in line, and we're just stressed out, and we've been gone over all of Mecca. I'm like, man, I should be doing tawaf right now. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I I need, do you know what I'm saying? So, so then what, 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 um, what ended up happening is my friend who was with me started a conversation with a brother who was in the other line. He started explaining to him, um, you know, what, what was going on. So he started talking to him. And so he says to me, he's like, yeah, you know, he's telling us, you know, why don't we go with him? He'll feed us. He'll take care of us. I'm like, I'm like, oh, really? He's so nice. Like, you know, I, so far in Mecca, everybody's been, you know, like so harsh with us. And, you know, like I, I've been so surprised of how like rude people have been. And he's like, yeah, that's because he's from Medina. The brother was from Medina visiting Mecca. And he was like the only guy who was like nice to us. And so, yeah, you know, you guys have been through us a lot. Let me take you. Let me feed you. Let me, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I personally experienced the difference between. It's, but, if, yeah. you, if you've lived there for any time, yeah. you'll know. That yeah. is what yeah. You know, so Why do you different. think that is? Why do you think the, well, there's a difference? I believe that that's a because I Rasulullah hear it from many people. You know, like no offense to anybody from yeah. you know uh, Mecca, um, but look, shit there. Yeah. Not every person is. Yeah, yeah this way. is general. Yeah. This, general is, right? this is this is this is so this is full on stereotyping, guys. <laughs> my, my approach to this, <laughs> my approach in this regard is that oh, the living in the city of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, it has an impact upon yeah. the people there. It's yeah. different, Absolutely. Yeah. different. Absolutely. Whereas Mecca, yeah, it has its different. It, to me, it's become so commercialized that it, basically the there are some people, by the way, and I didn't yeah. believe this until I was told by people that live there. There are some people who live right in front of the Haram. In their shops, they have not made Umrah, they have not made Hajj. Oh, so it's there for what reason? Yeah. Buying and selling with yeah. the people that come and go, subhanAllah. So yeah. that hardens the heart. Whereas in mm. Medina, and just to kind of 
you know, talk to what you've mentioned about the generosity and the, and the kindness of the people of Medina. Yeah. There was one brother, subhanAllah, in a taxi, me and a few others when we went for Umrah. Yeah. We were looking to get to a certain address. Not everyone knew it. It's only people that from Ahlul Medina, yeah. they would know this. So the brother took us. In the end, like, we, he's such a nice person. I've never, and it's not even a taxi, it's a private vehicle. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, they do private vehicles. They, they, yeah. they are taxi services. Yeah. And private, they, they also charge money, yes. the, the private vehicles. Yeah. He took us the whole way, offering us some dates and, you know, subhanAllah. By the time we finish, he refused to take our money. And he tells us that he's from, the, he's from the family of one of the Sahaba. Mm. The lineage goes all the way back. Mm. So we're like, Allahu Akbar, look at it. It's just that lineage, that, st- yeah. that, that, that sense is still there. Allahu yeah. Akbar, subhanAllah, Allahu Akbar. That, that like trying to uphold that identity, you yeah. know, the, the, from, the legacy. You're yeah. part of that legacy. Yeah, of course, yeah. subhanAllah. Yeah, it's Allah. touching, Shaykh. When you see that, yeah. just, it touched all of us. We're like, Allahu yeah. Akbar, this is something else. Can you remember what you first felt when you first saw the Kaaba? Wallahi, I wept when I saw it for the first time. Because then you're looking at the pictures, it's different. But when you actually see it in person, and yeah. you're right there. Yeah. You, can, you can't control yourself. You just, you just, you know, weep profusely, subhanAllah. Yeah. How old were you? Back then, I was... Because that's when we first left. So my father, we all left from Canada. That was when I was just midway in grade 10. So we left. SubhanAllah. And we went to Saudi. Yeah. And then, as a family, we drove down from Riyadh, because we were living in Riyadh, to Mecca. We didn't go to Medina that year. We went to Medina afterwards. But... That was roughly just um, 1998, mm. 97. Yeah. Uh, so that was basically, subhanAllah, you know, uh, yeah, so no, no, sorry, it's before that because this is just after the first Gulf War. Okay. The first Gulf War. So that's, it's still the early 90s. Yeah. So, anyways, we, 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 we drove down from Riyadh to, to Mecca, get there, and back then it was so easy to find a hotel. You just go knock on different hotel doors yeah. and you get it. It wasn't commercialized. Yeah, so it's just yeah, still yeah. the old look, right? Yeah. So we get a place, we go to the haram, subhanAllah, mm-hmm. perform. I mean, I saw it, it's, I just was crying. Imagine, I'm, I'm myself a teenager, in grade, didn't finish grade 10 yet. Yeah. Just get there. Like, I can't even speak much Arabic. I actually yeah. know Arabic. And then yeah. just standing there looking at the haram. And you just, you a Canadian down. teenager just going and then Allah you just Allah. get overwhelmed with yeah. emotion. Yes, subhanAllah. Allah subhanAllah. It's ajeeb. Subhanallah. How, how about you, Imam? What's the first So, so my like? first time, subhanAllah. You know, um, for me, we, we, I went, the first time I went was after we got married. Mm-hmm. We got married. That was our honeymoon, basically. Oh, like that, that's where we went. You know, you know the gifts that you get from your from your wedding. Yeah. We uh, we 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 used it to to spend Ramadan there. Alhamdulillah. Oh, subhanallah. And Allah. and really, like you know, I st- we talk about it all the time. Like yeah. it's as an imam now. Yeah. You're just like, I, I wish I can spend another Ramadan there. But Ramadan is such a busy time for us. Mm. It's, you know, may Allah SWT give us, give us that again. Um, but the difference with, with myself was, I mean, this was after, after I finished studies, right? So the books of fiqh, the books of sirah, like everything you're studying, you're, you're always hearing about it, right? Like you're always like, and then finally, like Subhanallah, like you're you're there, and you know, like what our what our teachers would tell us is yeah. is you know, like keep your eyes downcast if you can until you get close. You find yeah. a nice spot. Don't look up yet. Yeah. Find a nice spot where you, because it's gonna hit you. Yeah. yeah. Right. And khalas, like that's that's it. Like and that's a special moment, you know, Subhanallah. And I, so I just think to I just think to myself, like Subhanallah, if that's if that's the feeling you get yeah. from the Kaaba, yeah. 
imagine the feeling of meeting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imagine, just imagine, yeah. subhanAllah. Right, so, I mean... You, 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 did you start tearing up as well? I think everybody Everyone does. does. Yeah. I think, I, You're tearing I up still, right now. I think every time we go, yeah, we tear up. Every yeah, time yeah, I go, yeah, we yeah. still... Yeah. I think yeah. I, I don't know anybody that hasn't. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't that's, matter that, how that's, hard your heart is. That's, uh, you know, subhanAllah, that's... Subhanallah. Um, and that's why I asked you, because... It's almost similar experience as you. We got married, and uh, like a few days later, we started school again, like the second the second semester of school. So we started school, so we didn't do we didn't do anything like no quote unquote honeymoon. Then, um, essentially, for a honeymoon, we went for Umrah, but then it was also combined with like a summer long, um, like uh, Islamic course, right? So same thing, like. I you as you're walking up to it, you don't know what to expect. You're walking up, and you know there's a little bit of anticipation, and you don't know what to expect. But then it, it that that is the perfect way to describe it that it hits you. Yeah. As soon as you see it, it's like boom. Like there's no unless you you have iman and you combine that with that experience. There's nothing else to describe it. You see it, and then like you don't expect to cry. You don't you're like oh I'm gonna come there I'm gonna you the, the need to cry isn't there, it happens, it just happens you just start crying. It's an automatic reaction. Yeah, uh, it's well, like a reflex. Like you know how they do the test. Like yeah. okay, your man's working. <laughs> so it's like you start crying. And I I looked at my wife and she's bawling, yeah. right? And I was like Subhanallah, like you just feel this power and like it's indescribable that aura and that feeling. And then it sticks with you because you just want to keep. Going back, right? Like you just want to keep going, going yeah. back to that uh-huh. point. Like Subhanallah. Now, yeah. when you think about the Hadith, yeah. when the the people are, you know, they're enjoying Jannah, and Allah yeah. Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Turidun ashayna right? Is there anything that I can give you more? And they say, "Yeah, Allah, you, you gave us everything. You entered us into Jannah. You saved us from. We know the Hadith, right? And and then when they when they look upon the countenance of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. They'll forget everything else. Allah everything Allah. else. This is Jannah we're talking Allah about, Allah. right? Yeah. Everything else is worth nothing, right? Subhanallah. And so, so that just, I, I still have, I have not met anyone that hasn't, that hasn't been affected with with tears when they see the Kaaba, right? Mm. So what, what of, inshallah, when when we when we're able. It's such to a see visceral experience, you know, and I think. Sometimes we cheapen it with trying to capture everything yeah. on our cell phones, and it becomes too much. You, I, I feel a lot of times people want to have the appearance of having a good time yeah. and appearance of having an amazing experience, rather than actually living that amazing experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because when you're busy, like trying to look at things, you're not like connecting or spiritually like being sensitive and allowing that to really be the dominant feeling or connect, you know even other people within like you meet so many beautiful people you know around um, the haram you know like from all over the world that, you, that that person came from another corner of the world who has nothing to do with you for only the same reason that you came for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's such a special experience. And a lot of times it gets like, I, I can understand a few things like pictures on account, maybe for posterity and, yeah. you know, for the experience I, I, I did. But, you know, how you were saying, Sheikh, like, 
Didn't you say somebody tried to make like oh, yeah. uh, a trick shot where the the Kaaba's in the right the, the Kaaba's in the hand and they're making dua uh, hashtag so pious, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think one of the challenges in today's time, you know, Subhanallah, everything's closed up and it just opened up again. May Allah yeah. bring it back I mean. to where it was. May Allah open. Uh, the Haramain for us and, and Masjid Al-Aqsa for us Amen uh, um, But I think one of the one of the challenges as an Ummah that we have is when when we think of it as an alternative to other holidays mm. Yes, yes. Yeah. So yeah. I mean I mean it's, if, yeah. you're, if you're choosing to go yeah. to I don't know Cancun and, yeah. And, yeah. And, you, and then you make the choice to yeah. go to Haramain yeah. It it is better, yeah. but yeah. it's not a holiday. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that's a holiday. That yeah, and I true. think this is where the yeah. big problem comes. That's true. Like if that's you true. understand mm-hmm. it, like yeah. you like we're saying, Sheikh, right? People that are living in Mecca, yeah. And the same thing happened when I went the first time, um, and when it was it was Hajj time, and I remember walking outside, like we're leaving, we're we're, we're getting late. I think it was for. Uh, Maghrib Salah, right? Mm. Uh, late means like you know, with the Haram and and, yeah. and, and it's it's Hajj time. Yeah, like late means like you yeah. got to get inside. Yeah, right? yeah. So so we were rushing, and and uh, and there was there was these guys watching the the guys at the front desk, right, of the hotel. They were watching some kind of Indian drama or wow. something. Okay. Subhan- this is Hajj time, right? <laughs> like. Subhan and 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 the yeah. the hotel was close enough. Yeah. This they're was Muslim. before. They're, of course, they're Muslim, of course, right? Yeah, they, yeah. Of course. So yeah. the thing is that the like the, the you can hear the adhan. Yeah. You can like you can hear the qira'ah. You can yeah. hear like the whole salah, right? Yeah. And so we got out. Actually, no, no, we didn't get inside. We got out, and we had to pray on the on, on the, the street. The, yeah. The street. Yeah. 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 We, with the with the sufuf and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But so we after salah finished, we came oh. back. And they're still watching it. Sheikh, they haven't re- moved. This reinforces what I mentioned. There's some people who are there who have not performed the umrah. The and, had, and they can actually see it. it it's different. The purpose is yeah. uh, business or yeah. commercial to get as much as you can in that space. Yeah. So if, if that's the intent, any, I can just imagine people going there for the sake of, you know, rather than going to Europe because it's closed down, let me go to Mecca and Medina mm. and make this a spiritual getaway. Right. Yeah. So in that sense, you're, we have a certain perception with going out to different places and yeah. enjoying yourself. So they don't take this enjoyment and shift it to Mecca and Medina. That's why you hear a lot of complaints. Oh, the food is not good. Yeah. This is not good. Or they it talk so about you, they talk about more about their hotel. Yes. Than they do yeah. about the Kaaba. Oh, oh yeah. the hotel was, it was a five, or the hotel. five star plus. Yeah, yeah. It was amazing. We could yeah. see the Haram. But did you go Haram? Did you go yeah. there? Maybe once or twice. But they're yeah. not there. Like you know, everyone wants to get to the clock tower. Yeah, that's you know. the thing. Yeah, in the early nineties, I remember. There's yeah. not even a cell phone. We did not have yeah. the smartphones. We only had the yeah. small little. That's if you had it, and you were, you know, lucky enough. The small Ericsons oh, with the small okay. little screen. That's it. Yeah. The brick phones. The brick phones. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. then not everyone had that. It was very hard to come by. So Subhanallah, we go there, and you have that experience. It's like a the emotions that sit with you. They they're lasting. Mm. At that time, you're not even allowed to bring a camera in the haram. Yes. You couldn't. Yes. Yeah. So you go in there. Now that's the beauty of it. You go there and you enjoy the experience. For what it actually is, and you go over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Now, you can't help yourself. You're taking a picture. Okay, let me. I'll, I'll kiss the black stone. If I can get a shot of black stone, mm-hmm. and going on the Sa'i people taking the shots back and forth videos. Okay, I, I can see why they're doing it. But then, if that becomes the main intent and purpose, it becomes really you in, lose sight. Obtrusive and intrusive, yeah, right? Because yeah. you're also getting 
could get in that camera, of right? Course. They're taking yeah. a selfie or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you maybe you don't want like people to see yeah. you crying in the hot like you know what I mean? Like you don't want people to see no. what you're doing or uh, exposing you in that way. See, this right? is the double-edged approach with the technology yeah. that we have. Yeah. It's no doubt. And, and even sisters, right? Like Nipmuc. sisters could be captured. Yeah. Right? They're, yeah. they're 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 there as oh, well yeah. and the, yeah. by the way, they're, they're taking a lot of pictures too. To be fair. Oh, no, yeah, 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 yeah. So like Allah. Yeah. No, but but you know how like for example some sisters were yeah. in the niqab, right? No, no, and then, yeah, and then they're they're, you know. So. They don't the, 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 the people are not going to look at your consent. Yeah. Just myself yeah. I'm taking a picture yeah, and you can be in the midst of that picture but they don't care yeah. Yeah, subhanallah yeah. Uh, just, to, just to speak to that again like and, and Sheikh you're, you're talking about how everything's become modernized yeah. it's become like business and, yeah. so we spent so uh, you know what they're, they're gonna have they're gonna have those e-scooters to make the off yeah so, you know what I mean? I'm like, surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if they start doing those like e-scooters to go around. Sure. And people are zipping by. In, in the past, in the early '90s, when you first went to Umrah, <laughs> if you recall, there were brothers. Like they, you would rent yeah, them out. The yes. <laughs> so if you're tired and old, yeah. they, old, they, old, they, yeah. they put you in. The, the brothers like they're very strong. They have like yeah. the, the uh, towel. Yeah. And they put the wood and they go make tawaf fast, 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 yeah. fast. So they yeah. finish yeah. it, right? Yeah, yeah. So like like wheelchair, I can understand. Like somebody who's disabled, hundred yeah. yeah. percent, I can understand. Yeah, but that was man, that was amazing. Wheelchairs are dangerous. No, no. Wheelchairs are bad. Oh. But this is good. Yeah. Hit your heels. Oh, so many people lost toes. Their toes became shahid. <laughs> but the other word, khashab, I couldn't, I cannot forget because I couldn't speak Arabic at that time. But I recall the word khashab, 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 and it's a word coming. So you got to be careful because they're running, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Because yeah. if they hit, why you, do they have to feel they have to go so fast? Is it because money. they want to get more, <laughs> more, more <laughs> business? Get as many guys uh, as they can. <laughs> my guess is good, but they have one line. They can't go. There's that one line. They want to finish as quickly as they can. Yeah. Matt, you have someone that's 100, 200 pounds on yeah. your head, yeah, Sheikh. Yeah, yeah. And you want to get, yeah, yeah. Want to get it done this quickly. You want to speed. The off, yeah. right? But so but you'll see that people will be on hoverboards, you know, doing like the off, and so that, yeah. maybe that might come with the modernization of the hoverboard. Yeah, and because you know they can charge for it, right? Like per per like whatever minute or per the yeah, off. There's like, gonna be accidents, right? Well, there could be you know like the you know what they call the in the airport the S, what do you call that? You know how you have like the pathways that are the carousel? Yeah. No, no, no. The ones on the ground, you just you just yeah, take yeah, oh, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, roadways. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah, yeah, Allah the, the, the moving, they'll put that uh, yeah, so they yeah. around. You just sit there and enjoy yourself and yeah. watch the Kaaba as it comes around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and there'll be different packages for that probably, Maybe right? Like, yeah, that's just like this this one thing that always comes to mind. So after Ramadan finished, it was Eid. After Eid, um, we came back to Mecca after Eid because it was. We, the last 10 days we spent in Medina, right? Because yeah. Medina's, oh, yeah. Medina's Medina, right? Mm. Um, Mecca gets crazy last 10 days, right? Oh, yeah. so, uh, so for Eid, we said, okay, let's do like a nice breakfast, right? Let's do like a nice breakfast. One day we'll go. This we'll is in Medina? In, in Mecca. In Mecca. Oh, okay. Mecca. So we came back to Mecca after, after Eid. Oh, okay, okay. Eid finished. Okay. So a day after Eid, we said, okay, let's do a nice breakfast. It's Eid. Like, mm. you know, we've, we, we, so we, we just finished Ramadan. Um, so we went to one of the big hotels. Right? We thought, okay, well, nice breakfast. I'm telling you, like, this is, I can't remember which hotel it was. It was one of the big ones, right? So we went in, and, and we went in, and it's, it's all, you can't, like, so they have, they have the, the windows, and this is a hotel that looks onto the haram, right? Mm. Looks onto the haram. Oh. Um, but what did they do? There's a courtyard, and then there's a big wall. So all you can see is the sky. Mm. So oh, you, you can't see the haram. You can't see the haram. Mm. You can't. You can see the sky, and then they have like the and it's it's as if you're in another country. 
There's no indication other than the the clothes that people are wearing. Yeah. No indication that you're in Mecca, right? Mm -hmm. So we went in with the thought, okay, let's have a good breakfast, but let's not waste our time. Like this yeah. is this is prime, right? Like yeah. we, you know. So we went, we went in. People were sitting. They were finished their food. They were relaxing, right? Um, we went in. We had our food, and it's not like we were like, like trying to like you know. Just with, with being conscious of where you are, mm -hmm. trying to mm -hmm. make sure that you, you use your time properly. Um, but then we finished our food, people are still sitting. Wow. The same people are still... And you know, it's, it's because these places, they, have, they, they don't want you to get out. They don't want you to spend more time outside because if you're inside, you're making money. Mm -hmm. They're making money, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. there's this whole kind of... There is haram, there's a haram which is which is haram, right? Mm. But then there's all the, 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 you have to get past all of the, uh, all the shaitan's traps all around, right? Mm. To get there, subhanAllah. So it's you a know, big challenge. Uh, just kind of comment on one little thing. We would go have good breakfast there too, but we never go to the hotels. There's a place called Al Garmushi. 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 This is like the the place to be in Khalas. Mecca. Right? So you go there. Yeah, now we know. Next time food, you go to Garmushi. Mecca. Garmushi. <laughs> Al Garmushi. Everything is. Sheikh Murad approved. Yeah. 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 What, 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 what would you recommend to order from Al Garmushi? Anything they have. Galaba, fool, tamiz. Okay. All of it. It's amazing. Everything. It's all yeah. good. It's yeah. all good. Yeah. Chai is amazing too. Oh, chai is amazing. Okay, that's good. Allahu Akbar. And and you said tazaj. You, you get any shit? It's not good anymore. Sheikh, that that's for people who are like come from here, don't know yeah. like the yeah. full that's experience. If, you, yeah. if you're a teenager, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> and you want to have junk food? Then there are, there are better places. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they're local, local places. Yeah. You got to see a local guy that will take you to local places. But that's more like commercial. It's actually changed. It shifted from what it was to once to what it is now. But I mean, everyone has their own likes and dislikes in food, but mm -hmm. I mean, how things are. What about the, like, is there street vendors there that you recommend? Food street you, vendors? Yeah. I would never eat from the street dish. <laughs> you're risking yourself. That's a, Allah, you are. I had a brother who, who went there and he got a hijama by like this guy off the oh. street. Like he didn't even go. Oh, no, so no, this no, guy's no, like, no, no, some no, guy no. on the street's like, hey, you want to have hijama? He's like, okay. So I, I get people cutting your hair. It's like, ah. like, I get people cutting your hair. And blades. You want hijama? And then, Poor guy, he came and then he got an infection. Oh, okay, <laughs> no, but even, even it's clean. Pajama, <laughs> <laughs> sunnah, come on. And then, and then the brothers were like other brothers who were there were saying like, why did you go? And then he's like, are you making fun of the sunnah? Of no, we're not making fun, man. You just don't go to a street dude to get a jama. You know what I mean? No, <laughs> that's that's wrong. Yeah. No, but with the foods there, yeah. I mean, you see odd practices. Like I would never eat from like the shawarma place. That's one of the things. Yeah. Uh, they cut the shawarma. It sits there. Oh. It's okay, partially yeah. not cooked, and then yeah. they, they could. There can be botulism, food poisoning. Yeah. And it happened to me. You ate the shawarma. They don't have food permits, right, for street vendors, or did, maybe they do. Uh, maybe now. now. I'm not sure. But back then, there's nothing. Back in the day, there was nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You get sick. You get sick. Yeah. Bismillah. Just make sure you have your. Uh, was he, uh, you know, exactly. No, I would not definitely. For anyone going for any one of you going for Umrah, Hajj, inshallah soon, just be careful what you eat, yeah, inshallah. Yeah. Allah yeah. Yeah. You know what I, you know what I remember, Sheikh, is uh, is the siwak there. Yeah. Fresh. Oh yeah, those are. Nice. Oh yeah. man. There are people cutting there, right? Yeah, no, they're, they're just there. They're with yeah. fresh, fresh. You can take it like this. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, can take the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Right. And. And like it's so fresh, right? Mm -hmm. It's so and so. You know how you 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 the the siwaks that we use are their thing. 
um, you know, you you use it. It doesn't. The taste for you get the taste for a little while. Those subhanallah yeah. fresh. And you keep you use it one time. You can bite it off and you can yeah. use it because you know you're gonna get another one, right? Right. Yeah. You can buy them so yeah. easily. Yeah. But subhanallah, that's that's one of the. Allah. And then what they do is is when you when you go and they have this special packaging, right? It's a special kind of paper, mm-hmm. and uh, so I'd buy it and then bring it back, mm-hmm. put it in the fridge, yeah. and it stays fresh. Mm-hmm. It's subhanallah. Allahu Akbar. Yes, subhanallah. Yeah, we, we hope Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala preserves the sanctity. Ameen, you know, Ameen, there's there's so much beauty and barakah uh, in the Haramain, you know, Mecca and Medina. That, uh, you know, we, we like, you know, we know it can be better. We know the purpose behind it. I think that's why there's that criticism of the commercialization, right? Because yeah, yeah. it is a deep and meaningful place. It's not an amusement park. You know what I mean? Thing, it's yeah. not like a, as you said, it was, it's like a vacation destination. Mm-hmm. Although, like, yeah, it's enjoyable. Like, yeah, you know, absolutely. you have vacation time, you can use it. But it's not like a vacation in the sense where it's transactional. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm paying for a certain ride yeah. and then, yeah. oh, and then I complain because the AC broke down or, mm-hmm. you know, some old lady elbowed me in the mm-hmm. kidneys or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know Allah what I mean? Like, it's alhamdulillah, right? Because we're there for a greater Allah purpose. Allah. Yeah. Okay, this was a wonderful, I would say, natural uh, flowing conversation which I really enjoyed and I think we brought a lot of beautiful life experiences uh, for our audience and inshallah stay tuned we have uh, some more um, great conversations to occur uh, here at uh, Camp Sunnah and inshallah uh, our journey to and from Camp Sunnah inshallah ta'ala so khair to our audience and uh, the brothers here physically present and your the audience at home and always remember, we live by the haq, we die by the haq, and just when you think life is stuck, tune in to Life Haq. On behalf of the Life Haq team, thank you for watching this video. And for more clips and beneficial content, please subscribe to the Life Haq channel, your number one source for personal Islamic development.